Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. It's the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 156. Powered by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, college football, touchdown USC, every league. Uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL, you know what the leagues are. NBA, NHL, UFC, CIA, BBC, BB King and Doris Day. Take it. Take it. Even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, futures. Head to Bet Online as soon as you can. Right after this podcast, head to Bet Online. You can use your phone or your, your personal PC. And just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. But you have to use our new promo code, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 50. It's B-L-E-A-V, 50. B-L-E-A-V, 50. And get your 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, our proud sponsor. Or maybe they're ashamed. But they are our sponsor. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Damn it. I cannot believe we did not get a podcast award for the brilliance of this podcast. Thank you. No podcast covered more unique topics, highs and lows than we did in 2022. We remain two friends that are consistent in this world of platforms. I have multiple platforms. You have multiple platforms. And we want to thank our audience and our viewers and our listeners in advance for listening to the podcast. I think the greatest years ahead, the greatness of the Raiders always lies in its future. As the great Al David said, I think the greatness of this podcast lies in its future. It's like a lottery ticket. I think of it as a lottery ticket that one day we're going to cash. I think the greatness of the universe lies in the future as well. The greatness of our country and the greatness of humanity lies in the future because we are always getting to be better people. We are getting better with the world getting smaller and the World Wide Web at covering gloom and doom, but there's never been more people, uh, there's never been less hunger on Earth than there is now. There's never been more, any child born in the universe right now, well, on Earth right now, I don't know about children being born out there in the universe, but here on Earth, almost every child born is within 10 miles of a free vaccine if they need one. And it's uh, there's a lot of good news out there, but there's no good news channel. No, there's not. And we decided before our final podcast of the year that we didn't want to do a real negative one. We didn't want right. to do the worst moments of the year, Thank the you. doom and gloom, the stock market, your 401k. Oh, COVID's back. You take a look at China. COVID's back. Knock, knock. COVID's back. We didn't want to do that. We didn't want to do anything. We didn't want to talk about the border. And we didn't want to get into Ukraine and Russia, even though it's very serious. We wanted to end the year on a high note and talk about our friendship, a couple of great things that are going on, and, you know, try to build on everything that we've done in our life in 2022, and hopefully it's better in 2023. And there should be more of that, although I don't know. I've often said this. If there's a book on kindness on the shelf, the wrong people are probably buying it. <laughs> and if there's a, a podcast that emphasizes the positive, the wrong people will probably listen to it. Positive people will listen to it. People that need the podcast or need that book on kindness uh, won't be uh, indulging. But it still doesn't mean you don't do it. I always talk. I was talking about this to a friend yesterday about, as you know, I'm an English and Spanish speaking person. And sometimes if I go into a store and I live in a big multicultural city 
and I see a Latino or a Latina working behind the counter, I sometimes will jump right into Spanish because it's like giving a hug. And 99 times out of 100, you get a really surprised smile when Spanish starts coming out of a white boy's mouth. And one time out of 100, someone will say, I speak English. But you can't just give up giving the hug 99 times out of 100. You know, if 99% of the people are going to accept it like a hug, you have to live your life that way and not worry about the haters, as they say in 2022. Well, I'm drinking a prisoner Cabernet Sauvignon Ooh. to wrap up the year, even though I have a lot of work uh, to get done here. It's a school night. I interview the head coach of an NFL team. I have several radio shows. I talked to two GMs today. You did? <laughs> Look at that. Wow, <laughs> I get that. That's a great joke. That better, someone better get that. I spoke to a GM last night. Who? Oh, you got a radio show. Tell the name. Well, is, is he in trouble? Did he get a DUI? I spoke to two executives uh, yesterday. Oh, what's their names? Oh, you can't say? Are they in the hospital? Are they dying? Oh, yeah, I love that line. Just but, as we uh, say, stay positive. We, we can't help but, but dive into uh, to inside baseball oh, stuff. That makes believe me, if we wanted to do one of these media podcasts, oh, I, yeah, I, at yeah. the end of the year, you get the media podcast and it's, you know, Yahoo's taking over DirecTV Sunday ticket. Right. Who was, Ooh, who was yeah, the member yeah. of the media who's ascending and descending, which basically is who did the best job with clickbait this year? Who came out of nowhere? Because oh, we've done what right. they've all done yeah. at some level. And who's come up this year from nowhere who cut the line with some egregious clickbait or his friends, nepotism, friends with someone who got That's him a, a job. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're ascending media talent here and who got in trouble for maybe keeping their webcam open when they should have closed it. <laughs> you know, uh, who got in trouble because they said something into an wow. open microphone about a parade that was happening maybe in the city that weekend that they shouldn't have, uh, something descending or condescending there. But again, for the media, let's get into that. For the media, a couple of big stories this year was football going to Amazon on Thursday yeah. night. What a garbage, garbage schedule they got. Okay, oh, first true. off, yeah, yeah. one thing that, that stays true in life, when you come in new to the media, they give you the garbage. And yeah, yeah, Al yeah. Michaels had to take out the garbage. And in a good way, Al Michaels was the perfect guy to do it. He got paid some ridiculous number to keep him playing at all the golf courses in Beverly Hills. I mean, if there's ever been a guy, there's two guys in all the media that should never, ever worry about getting someone else's job ever. Bob Costas and Al Michaels. They've right. done it all. So yeah. if they don't have Sunday night football anymore or Monday night football, they should just look at the zeros on their paycheck. So Thursday night football launch. And then at the end of the year, Roger Goodell came to terms with Google and uh, YouTube to move Sunday ticket going forward there. Instead of direct TV, you're going to have to go to YouTube TV, which my sons live on. They love it. They've had YouTube TV upstairs and on college campuses their whole life. We're going to have to work how to navigate that time going forward. Oh, I just I remember the first time I saw YouTube. I clicked something on MySpace back in the day on MySpace Monday. And I thought, oh, my God, I love it. And I'm a huge fan of YouTube because YouTube has things that you want. You know, if you go back in the hot tub time machine to your childhood, the cartoons that you watched on WPIX. And you say, oh, I wonder if they have Gigantor, the Space Age robot. I wonder if they have Speed Racer. And if you go find stuff, the Munsters, and find stuff 
that uh, the Ron Lyle George Foreman fight that aired once live yes. on TV and never was to be seen again. And YouTube has revivified uh, so many great uh, so so many great athletes and the legend of so many great athletes and entertainers. Over the years, I love you too. And as I've talked about much this year on the podcast, my 21 and 19 year old sons who are home, they get all their content in small doses. Yeah, you know, I do yeah. a three hour radio show every day and a two hour radio show every day. Solo, five hours. Please get me an award. Please give me a pat on the back, please. <laughs> I made it through another year. It's a miracle. But they get all their content. As dad's working in the office doing three hours, begging for air begging for a commercial and a sports update at the top and bottom of the hour to take a sip of water. They're getting all their content in two minutes and 11 seconds, a minute, 50, 39 seconds. They get it all. Luka Doncic went off the first player ever, ever to have a stat line that Will Chamberlain never had. And they watched the final 35 seconds of it and they got it all in 35 seconds and they didn't have to painfully watch the entire game. There's a kid named Alex Warren who was homeless, who lives in the San Fernando, who lived in the San Fernando Valley, stayed on a lot of his friends' couches. His mother had a lot of issues. I don't know if his dad was in his life. And he eventually turned all that into a television show and had millions of followers and then was able to buy a house in Hidden Hills. And now his show is there with all of his friends. And he lets his friends, his friends when he was younger, who let him stay on their couch, he, they get to stay in his mansion. And they're making a TV show out of his life. I think that's really cool. They make a lot of money too, right? They make yeah. a ton of money. Yeah, and yeah. They, have, they, they, they do episodes and have fun stuff, and it's more work for actors than there's ever been in the history of Hollywood. Well, that's what's great about it. I'm watching the new Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. It's unbelievable. The Ooh. set locations uh -huh. in every episode, they're in Budapest, Rome, oh, Croatia, D.C. Uh, it's fantastic. Just to, It's like going to a James Bond movie every episode. That's what I loved about Game of Thrones. And I loved about one of my winners. We have our winners, not losers. One of our winners this year is The Crown. I love The Crown. As you know, I love everything royal. <laughs> and I just love, I'm so into set locations. When you oh, able to take a show on the road and to do it somewhere spectacular, so Jack Ryan season three is the closest thing I saw to Homeland with Claire Danes. A great show, Homeland. I, I think it was eight or nine seasons. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. And their set locations were always great. But, you know, that's what I uh, love about this. When you talk about someone who can go into their basement on YouTube or on TikTok and make 100000 a month in their home and to do that that is a wave of the future that's new media and that's going to be with us forever and i know this director who just eventually you know would love to be steven spielberg but in the meantime i think he's got a million followers and he likes to have good decent hallmark after school type content so he does the after school special about once or, or twice uh, a month mm -hmm. and i think he makes 60 to a hundred thousand dollars a year with his hundred thousand followers and, I mean, with his million followers. And that's great. I mean, it's, it's terrific uh, because he doesn't have to wait for Hollywood to recognize him. He can make stuff that people can recognize. One of the things in media, too, that we should touch on, this is our last podcast of the year. I remember when they put sports radio on television. Yeah. So they yeah. put it on television and Dan Patrick would do it. And he'd have some figurines in front of him and talk to guys with funny names in the background <laughs> who all had a role with the show. And that's a nice role. It's a good role. And then they had Jim Rome, who I fill in for. And I do the Jim Rome show from time to time. He's in 
a studio. And then they did that, and that's kind of jumped the shark. Now, if you turn on Rich Eisen, friend of the show, they, they're broadcast there. And that happened. That's happened over the years. Then they took shows like Around the Horn and gave you points for no reason. You got three points or minus two. And you said something stupid or funny and just got points and no one knew where the points came from. And now they're having anniversary shows and they have a look back. And like they did a thing on the the 20th year or whatever on that. And now they did the screaming debate shows and always make sure that we compliment our friend Stephen A, who we worked with, who has changed that genre. But then you got Skip and he's an actor and all that. We covered that this year on the podcast. I think they've now run out of all ideas. They put radio on TV. They put the debate shows screaming on TV. They put the game shows, the stupid game shows with fake points on TV. I don't think there's anything else, Tom. I really think they ran out of ideas. There's nothing more for cable sports to put on TV anymore. What could there be? You're a pioneer at the best damn sports show, period. I you, know, should get, you should I, get a Lifetime Achievement Award like George Clooney getting a Kennedy Center honor. I know, and it still should be on. So many people, you know, I was talking to Chris Rose, and he said that still if he's at 7-Eleven, he's done a lot of work since. People still, the most common question he gets is, are they ever going to bring Best Damn Sports <laughs> Show period back? <laughs> he does battle bots. He does, battle bots. He does I'm all sure kinds of I'm work. I'm sure he downloads our podcast. MLB Network and NFL Network and battle bots. He does every, he does poker. I got got friends of mine who watch BattleBots and live for BattleBots. Wow. Chris Rose has done a nice job. Good friend of the show and a good broadcaster. But think about that because now Amazon and YouTube are going to take the broadcast rights to the NFL. And they have it. It's a done deal. And you wonder what they're going to do. Amazon did the same sideline pregame show that every network. And that's I didn't answer your question. And now I'm going to answer your question. How about putting a quarter turn on the mundane? Uh, and, you know, I always did that with well, with anything I've done in broadcasting because I don't want to do it like everyone else. Did anyone else do a sports update like me? No, I didn't want to do it like everyone else. Just give scores and highlights. And I didn't want to do vanilla. Everyone's doing the vanilla. Every, everyone's got eight, a jury covering the game. <laughs> you, got eight, you need eight people on the sideline. You need six. You need four. Everyone's got too many people on television on the sideline. Oh, we got to get him. He won a Heisman Trophy. We got to get him. He won an Oscar. We got... And they have too many. He's he was a. There's just too many people sitting in a chair on the sideline, covering them with the pregame and the postgame. They don't need that many people. I want more broadcasting jobs, not less. So I'm being a hypocrite when I'm saying less you people. Are. But when it when it comes to production, you're asking me to take myself out of the talent box, put myself in a corner office. Yeah, I'd make a lot of changes. Well, I'll just say this to jump in and give you a nice compliment. I'm airmailing you over the internet a compliment. You are not only a great broadcaster, great actor, a lot of things you do well. You are the greatest sports update anchor of all time. Thank you. Everybody has told me that from the highest executives in radio to people that are just getting into radio who I get to mentor and you do. Everyone has one thing in common. Nobody, with all due respect to Jerome Jerenovich, CNN, <laughs> Headline <laughs> Sports, great. our guy, or my guy, Zig Fricasi on NFL radio and Mad Dog, great long-term friend of mine. You are the greatest update anchor top and bottom of the hour that has ever lived. There better be a bleeping Marconi award for you at some point, and I'll make sure I fight for it. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I just didn't want to do it, and that's I mean, that would be my advice to the networks when you say, what else can you do? Do something that everyone else hasn't done. Put a quarter turn on the mundane. Don't do it the same way every else everybody else is doing it. I mean, Nickelodeon tried this past weekend, uh, with uh, Ian Eagle's son, 
And when his people get upset about people's children getting jobs. It's actually pretty good. He's very good, Noah pretty Eagle. Good. And I have an opinion about that. When everybody picking on people, whoever the, for who their father is, that's like picking on someone's race or someone's uh, sexual orientation or someone's ethnicity. People don't choose who their parents are. If your parent is a famous broadcaster or an actor or works in the stock market and you would like to be a broadcaster just like dad or a fireman just like dad or a police officer just like dad, that's a tradition going all the way back to the caves. People want to do what dad did. People want to do what their mom did. Leave people alone. As Andy Cohen would say on Bravo, this is what's fascinating to me right now. This is what fascinates me. Southwest Airlines and the great debacle of the snowstorm back east and what just happened. I am studying this like I am sitting in college. I am consuming so much content on this because a couple of reasons. First off, several of my friends, multiple friends, are in harm's way now. Yeah, me too. They're re really in harm's way. They can't get home to Vegas. We don't have any snow. We barely have any rain. You live in L.A. It was 80 degrees on Christmas. They were canceling right. flights from L.A. to Vegas, from L.A. to Hawaii, from San Diego to Maui because of what happened with Southwest Airlines. So for those, obviously, everybody should know, it wasn't so much the weather. The weather started it. It was a glitch in their IT. They didn't have the software. Nobody asked. Nobody said to anybody, hey, did we upgrade the 1997 Windows software? Did we upgrade the 2011 Microsoft software? And no one did. And now they're sitting there because they don't have hubs. They have more spokes. It's very complex how they're regional. That the fact that this brutal snowstorm in Buffalo, mostly Buffalo and back east, started it all. Pilots couldn't get online. Pilots couldn't call the call center. Customers couldn't call the 800 number and the dirty little secret. We've been downsizing with human beings who can talk to you, calm you down and tell you, ma'am, sir, we'll get you on another flight. You might need to drive to Philadelphia from Buffalo. You might have to go to Cleveland, but we can guarantee we can get you on that flight with your daughter, but just get there on your own. Those phone calls didn't even happen. And even at the airport, the customer reps couldn't tell anybody that. Can you believe our year ended on that, Tom? My uncle Mike raised eight kids. My aunt Ann didn't start working until Maggie, the youngest, seven boys and one girl. Maggie, the youngest, started going to high school. She started doing real estate. Raised those eight kids running Dairy Lee Milk Factory in, in, in Elmira, New York. How, what does that have to do with this? Yeah, we, we've stopped paying people what they deserved. And we've stopped... And here's my example about this. Southwest Airlines received $7.2 billion in federal subsidies since 2020. $7.2 billion. So they could have hired more people. They could have got the best computers known to man. What are they doing with that money? Or what have they done with that money? Well, they didn't build infrastructure. They didn't invest in their IT. And they didn't invest in people. And that sucks. Well, I'm an expert on this topic because for most of my life, I've been A-list preferred. So what that means oh. is I have a card. They give me a card. It's like a Hooters card. It's like a Hooters card or a Discover card. And every year I get A-list preferred. And back in the day, my secret is for 17 years of my 24 years with the Raiders, I'd show up on the sideline and everybody thought I lived in the Bay Area. Hey, right. JT. No, I lived in Vegas. 
So I had to fly up twice a week. I'd fly up on Tuesday and host the Silver and Black show or Behind the Shields. And I'd get on a flight. No exaggeration. I'd land at 9. I'd get in the chair. I'd finish at 10. I'd be at the airport at 1020. And I'd be on the 1105 back in Burbank at noon. And I'd be able to go on the air with you at 5 or 6 or 7 at night. And then I'd fly up every game day, every home game, part of my job. So I always had A-list preferred. So I'd get on the flight. I'd be the first 10 people to get on. And so I know Southwest. And the majority of that experience was beautiful. Yeah, that's true. The entire time. I can tell you I might have had a handful of delays, let alone cancellations, over 20 years. And then I saw this happen, and I felt like I lost a friend. I, I, I can't believe they screwed this up so badly. And it's really strange, too. I, I So many times I would go back and forth to Vegas. I used Southwest a lot, too, and it was great to go to Vegas. I rode to Vegas with Gene Simmons on a Thursday night once. <laughs> Gene Simmons and a gaggle of women uh, in the front. So it must have been last second for Gene. Why would Gene take Southwest? He must have just decided at the last second to go. Couldn't he go Because well, it was a good airline. It still is. Yeah. It's a great airline, and it was always convenient, and – I didn't mind sitting in a middle seat. I didn't mind sitting up close and I didn't mind getting on. And it's always easy. And I remember in the early days of Southwest, because again, I was an original flyer of this airline, but I would fly. And I, if I wouldn't fly, well, when I always went back to New York, Southwest, I've, I've been so far into this company. I've been with Southwest as long where they didn't fly to New York. They didn't fly to New York. So they didn't go right. back. So then when they started to, I would tell people about it and they'd be like, what? They didn't even do commercials back there. People in New York, Boston, they didn't know what Southwest was. And now it's the king of the low fare airlines, even though it's not as low fare anymore. But how disappointing. My buddy sent me a great clip of a picture in the 60s on a Pan Am flight, a 747. And everyone was in a suit. And everybody oh. was sitting on what looked to be almost like couches. And the stewardess at that time, you wouldn't get arrested for saying stewardess. You could say that. Now you get arrested. You have to say flight attendant. (laughs) But the stewardesses back then would come down the aisle with roast beef. Prime rib. And they'd have a knife. A big knife. A big (laughs) knife. And they would slice you prime rib. And you would put it down in front of you and you'd have a prime rib dinner. And then your buddy next to you was smoking a dart. He's smoking a cigarette, (laughs) and everybody's smoking cigs, having fun. The women have skirts on and beautiful dresses. The men have their ties on, and that was in 1968. Now it's 2023 almost, and we have chaos where there are pictures at the Las Vegas airport and in Chicago at Midway, all these Southwest terminals where there's not hundreds thousands of bags of people that could never get their bags they can't connect they're running to the rental cars going can i drive and this is what i'm saying we're putting them in harm's way we're putting people in cars under anxiety and stress and asking them to drive on roads they've never been on before to get home it's not a good plan tom some of your greatest experiences where you bump into somebody on southwest i'll go first Uh name drop alert name drop (laughs) i'm flying back from the first canelo triple g fight i think it was the first one and they all looked alike and um it was uh it was one where i think uh then there was one there was one judge who scored the fight a blowout and then the other two had it really close 
and I'm flying back with Louis Anderson, Mrs. Baskets, one of my favorite TV shows. The late, great love Louis Anderson. Louis, the late Louis Anderson, who yeah. we love. Oh love God. Louis Anderson. And Mario Lopez. So I got Mario Lopez here and his beautiful wife who sang the national anthem at the fight. We're flying back to Burbank. And Louis over here. And uh, we're talking about the fight. And Louis Anderson says, I don't know what that one judge was thinking. <laughs> it was so funny hearing Mrs. Baskets. Uh, break down the fight and talk about the judging. And so, yeah, that's my name drop. It was a really cool, uh, a, a really cool wax about the sweet science with Louis Anderson to my right, Mario Lopez and his beautiful wife to my left. I have two Southwest stories for you. One, flying back from an Oakland Raider game from Oakland to Vegas, and Eddie Money sees me. Because he sang the anthem, and I, he was out of the parking lot at the Black Hole, and he's known me. Wow. And Ricky's the bar, so Eddie Money knew me, and I got to know him really good. Over the big Raider fan, he would always sing the anthem, come once a year, and I had an open seat, a middle seat, and he got on. He didn't. He probably had a C. You know, he didn't have the A. He didn't have it all figured out. And I moved to the middle, and Eddie sat on the aisle, and we talked for about an hour and twenty minutes, and we spent. Cool. Never forget that. And then. A long time ago, my late great friend Rocket, my buddy Rocket, one of my best friends in, in my inner circle, we were going to see the Giants play the Cardinals back when the Cardinals used to play in Tempe. And we were flying from San Diego and there were six of us and we were boozed up and we're having drinks and we got the tickets and we're, it's a short flight, it's only an hour flight. And Rocket's got long hair, that's his nickname, he looks like a rock star. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there and he calls me T-Bone. He's like, T-Bone, let's get another rum and Coke and we're drinking. And then all of a sudden the plane does a complete nosedive. Oh, shit. I mean, literal nosedive. Like, like in the last Seinfeld? Yeah. Dropped yeah. straight down. The air mask comes out. The screaming, I'll never forget it to this day, the screaming of the kids, the parents, literally your life flashed in front of you for just a few moments. And we probably dropped, if we're at 30,000, 35,000 mm-hmm. feet, we probably dropped 10,000 feet that quickly, but nose down, nose down, not slowly. And at a second, I thought we were going to die. And I look at Rock, and he's just smiling. He's got his rum and Coke. <laughs> he doesn't even get it. And then finally, we, we kind of settle in. And then as soon as we got to the gate, it was such, I don't know exactly what happened. We didn't ask the pilots. Obviously, bad turbulence and what happened, but we all got free flights. And I remember walking out with Rock, and he's like, JT, man, T-Bone, we got another flight. Where are we going to go? <laughs> I'm like, Rocket, we almost died. We could have died on this trip. But in, in a positive way, Southwest has done a great job. Yeah, I've got great Southwest and stories. I just cannot believe that they dropped the ball so badly, as I have friends now who are trying to get home. And this was the first time I've ever seen this, ever, that I remember, where people were flying home before Christmas. So their flight's December 24th or Christmas morning, and they're saying, Oh, we can't book you until December 30th or December 31st. Yeah. So like, wait a second. I'm, I'm, you're talking the next flight? No, we can't even think of booking you for another week. And those they, that was pretty call. early on a couple of days ago because I've been news anchoring all week that they said probably not to the end of the year. And Southwest will probably recover because look at, at what we're doing. We're telling all these stories that we have reminiscing about Southwest and they've expanded and you know, they have now cheap flights to Hawaii and Puerto Vallarta. And and so they've really expanded since the days that it was just a cute little airline that you and I used to take. So I think they will recover because of the reputation they've built. And that's important thing that we've also talked about over the years, reputation. And so 
Uh, this is uh, this is a king size publicity they're getting day in and day out, and bad publicity. And when people say no publicity is bad publicity, this is pretty bad publicity. But I think the goodwill they built up and their reputation already will rescue them. Now, as we try to stay positive and keep the steering wheel on the road, not pull right. to the side, as we try to stay positive, I'll start with you. What do you think? And the year was really weird because of COVID still mm-hmm. and what happened. This podcast has lived through the killing of George Floyd, which we covered right. extensively all the years of COVID. We're not, we haven't politicized COVID because we both know people who died from it. So we take it very seriously. We don't, yeah, we both it. have old people in our lives. And yeah, my mom is no longer with us. A really old mom. You have two old parents and we didn't want to kill yeah, them. We and don't not, point know. at people and say, you're bad. You're bad because you thought it was this, but what do you want to see happen in your life in 2023? I guess it's a new year's resolution because you're, you're a pretty positive guy in general. Right. What would you like to accomplish in 2023? Well, I'm always, you know, it's interesting. I always take a look at, I, first of all, I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Big fan of resolutions. Yes, period. you have no, been. You have been. Yes, no matter what what time people want to do them. I'm a big fan of Wednesday and Sunday. No, I'm, no, I'm a big fan of Monday. I know one day is more exciting to have a nice weekend. People always said that it always confused me. What about today? What about yesterday? What about a nice Thursday? So I, I was a guy that never thought of Monday as something to dread or Friday as something to look forward to because I look forward to every day that way. And I'm a person, as you know, who's written down 100 goals. And I'm always happy to write down. Now, I don't know if I need to write down 100 more because 100 is a pretty hefty list. But I'm never, I'm never at a shortage of, uh, of, of, of any goals in the goal department. And the number one thing for me is do what I love, and I will continue to live a long time. I've told you about my friend. He's an actor, Shelley Desai. Not a handsome man. He is almost 90, but he looks like he's in his 60s, and, and he works constantly, constantly. And looks much younger, plays ethnic man. He's born in Bombay in India, but he plays, he, he's uh, dark-skinned, so he just plays lots of different ethnicities. Paul Blair Mall Cop, he was uh, the janitor on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Carlos. And I look at him as an inspiration because, and, and along the lines of Vin Scully. Isn't Vin Scully like 90? Yeah. You do what you want and you'll live a long time. Uh, there's actors uh, that we see that are 90 and 100 years old and, and uh, you and I are doing what we want. It doesn't seem like work. So no matter what, we have the bank. If we're happy with our 401k, meh, meh, meh. that stuff doesn't matter. Uh, if you do what you want, it brings good energy to your body. Stay physically fit and do what I want for a living, and I'll be happy. And, and, and I'll stick with people I love. As, as you know, I'm loyal. Nice. What you gonna How ask? about you? <laughs> um, what, am I, what do I want to do in 2023? 2023 is going to be a big year because – I want to see my parents more as right. they are in their mid eighties, getting right. to their mid eighties. I want to see them more. So I want to consciously, I keep in touch, as you know, at the level I keep in touch with everybody. Right. I want to see more people this year in my life. My, my cousins, my Couldn't parents, agree more, yeah. I want to see more of them and I'm going I, to consciously make sure I do that. And I think I do a pretty good job, but everything drops through the crack. My son's graduating college this upcoming year from Oklahoma that's, That's a so big exciting. moment in our lives, our lives, because we come as a family to that great presentation. So I want that to be something really important that I focus on. Uh, we talked at length at, on this podcast this year. I want to decrease social media. 
Good old thank God. The crease. The crease. I have. Yes. All that. That just has to. This and again, congrats to Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or the TikTok in China or whatever. But I think in general, there's not a human being who's listening to us that couldn't look us in the eye and say, if I was on social media less, my life would be better. So that's a big theme as right. we go forward and make sure you slap me on the wrist several times this year. Cause you're the only guy I know my mom and dad don't do it a much or anybody, my friends, you're the only guy that will text me and say, stop it. Or they <laughs> that. You're the only one. So hopefully uh, that well, one is- of my favorite cartoons, I, I've showed it to you. My favorite cartoons, a guy in his deathbed and he's got IVs in his arm. And the quote is, I wish I fought with more people on social media. <laughs> It's not going to be anybody's final words. And then the other one, which is pretty obvious, I think everybody has this in common. I'd like to travel more because the last couple of years, as I'm saying, I'm at the stage in my life now where the priority isn't to go to Croatia and go to Tokyo for the first time. It's to go see my parents more times. Yeah. Right. That's where it is. So to find a way to travel, to fit in these trips and not stress Oh my oh. God, if I don't get back on Monday, I'm going to miss this show or right. I'm going to miss this podcast. Yeah, you got to calm down on that. And I'm saying that hypocritically over the years. Of, I remember I took a, two really close friends from Ecuador who were neighbors to the airport and I haven't seen them since. And it was like two, 2008. No, here's what it was. They had a party at the house for them before they left for Ecuador. The next day, my friend Byron says, can you take me to the airport? And I had to do the show. I should have taken the night off and taken him to the airport. I haven't seen him since. So uh, it was like it was one of those things where I was I was saying, got to do this. You got to show you got to show up for your broadcast jobs. Got to show. And and, you know, you know, take one of your days off. Take one of your sick days. Take one of your holidays and and, and uh, don't worry about being back. Yeah, and one of the things we do with this podcast is we talk See about people. our friendship and we tell stories and all that. I have a project in the works that I've been working on off my book, The Handoff and kind of like a TED talk and something I've been mm-hmm. kicking around that I'm really going to try to get over the finish line, do a bunch of other things and just keep, keep trying to look out and find out what's the next, ne- the next form of, I'm Good. not trying to redefine sports radio, believe me, not me. You guy throwing out the phone number, call me. Call <laughs> the guy sitting there ripping Aaron judge. If he doesn't sign, I'll never talk to him again. Right. I'm going to redefine sports, but just continue to go to games, take my kids to games obviously travel more meaningfully with my wife. My wife's the best, as you know, do some cool things on the travel department with family, maybe go on some bigger family trips and do that in 2023. And as we wrap it up here, as the clock is ticking on 2022, I just, we both believe that new year's resolutions are good things. You know, oh I want to quit, yeah. you know, you want to quit something, people, cigarettes, I don't smoke, but if you want to quit, cut down on the booze or cut down on the social media and all that, try to stay with it. And write them down. Don't just yeah say them out loud. That's important too. But if you write them down, it's like if you've never run in a marathon or if you've ever run a mile, you gotta buy the running shoes, and that's a that that gets everything started. When you write it down, when you write down your goals, it's a physical, it's a, a factualization of your goals. You gotta write them down. And that gets it going. I wrote down a bunch of goals in the 90s when I just had pizza boxes stacked to the ceiling about voiceovers and television shows and traveling to Rome and seeing the Mona Lisa and driving a red Corvette. And uh, I by 2010, I had all that stuff. And I probably wrote that in 1994, I believe. And then by 2010, I had to come up with a new list. And I had physically written all of that down. And everyone knows about the – well, a lot of people – probably know about the Lou Holtz 
who said, who went to his basement and wrote a hundred and did about mm-hmm. ninety five of them, and he didn't get to running of the you know, run with the bulls or meet the pope, but he did about ninety five four others, and it's, I'm a big fan of goals no matter what time of year writing them down. And and it really helps. I have every intern that we ever had at Fox Sports Radio. I made them physically write down ten goals as their only assignment when they were with us. Well, my life is a lot better with you in it. A great year of podcasting here at the JT and Looney Podcast. Share it, download it, uh, listen to it, uh, spread the word on it. And I hope you and your families, everybody who's watching or listening. Has an incredible 2023. Great health and great happiness. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.